What's up, Melanated family? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Melanated Compo Podcast. Happy to be with y'all today. I got a special guest on the show today um, that's going to drop some real game for y'all. Important conversation we're going to have. But before I get to that, if you're listening to this on one of the digital platforms, I have a, I'm, I'm getting you know, a pretty large digital audience. Please do me a favor and not only download the show, but do me a favor and leave a review as well. So I'm happy that you guys are here. Also, if any of you guys ever want to watch the actual video of the interviews, then you can go to the Melanated Convo on YouTube and check that out. But nonetheless, I'm happy you guys are here listening to us. If you're listening or you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, any of the places that I put my show, please do me a favor, like the video, subscribe to the Melanated Convo podcast, become a member of the family, as I say. You feel me? So on the show today, I got a brother who wrote an extremely intriguing book to me. Like if all of us who grow up in urban communities, we know the difficulties of dealing with the allure of drug money dealing with the allure of the underground like being in environments where all of these things are readily available for you you may not have a you, your mom may be on drugs that your pops may not be there like this system has put us in a position where some of our brothers feel like this is the only way out so on the show today i got a brother named mofo who wrote a book called zebra now in this book zebra it's basically a newly released book by gatekeeper press it serves up the frills and perks of a hustler's lifestyle. The novel also explores the stark reality that many longtime drug dealers face when they become wise enough to realize that they no longer want to walk that path. Right now, this realization arrives painfully as those who've entered this um, profession as teens, mature into men, start raising children, see the number of casualties rise amongst their friends, witness the effects of the drug culture on the community at large and or understand the severity of stiffer penalties awarded to drug related offenses so again if if any of you guys grew up like i did you you were extremely familiar with individuals who was caught in this trap so today we got the brother mofo on the show who's going to talk about his book and we're going to get into it what's up mofo hey what's up bro how you doing pretty good pretty good how you doing brother no complaints all as well bro Definitely, definitely. So like I was just telling everybody, man, just the idea of writing a novel about, you know, a lot of the things we go through in our community and really the that hustler mentality that says, OK, I'm good at this. OK, this has been going well, but my, my morality starts to kick in, in in a particular way where I say, wait a minute, I want stability. I want to be here 20, 30 years from now. How do I transition out of this? Right. So tell me, like, let's just start off with what was like your motivation for, for writing the book? Okay, well, the actual motivation was, uh, let me give you a background story about myself. Mm -hmm. uh, native Washingtonian, born in Washington, D.C., 1982, been living in the area all my life. Uh, in my 20s, I was really ripping and running in the streets, really hustling, really dealing, you know what I'm saying? But I was still trying to get out the game one foot in one foot out mm -hmm. as you as you hear the term you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like i was actually going to college going to college taking college courses for business and i got arrested for a cocaine charge two months before i was supposed to graduate with a business degree you know oh, what I'm wow. ended up spending majority of my 20s in prison came home about six months before my 30th birthday and uh was home for about four years 
got a probation violation, ended up going back in in 2016. And my celly, uh, my man Gotti, his name Yapa Church on uh, IG, go check him out. He was in the cell writing rhymes or whatever. And I'm just sitting back doing push-ups, doing nothing. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all like me to do something to take my mind out of it because he was he was just busy and I'm just sitting there doing nothing, just mm. counting the days, you know what I'm saying? So I started just brainstorming or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Came up with a guy named Zebra or whatever and just brainstormed the first chapter or whatever and, you know, did a little something, read it to him. It was like, he liked it or whatever. Wrote most of it while I was in, came home about 10 months later and just sat it down. So when the pandemic came, that's when I picked it back up, started editing, started doing this, doing that, reaching out to different publishers or whatever, because I let people just read it or whatever, just, you know what I'm saying, before I actually put it out. And they're like, you got a good product. Like, that's a really good book. You know what I'm saying? And the book's not based on my life whatsoever. It's just a, a character I created. But I, like I said, I did spend majority of my 20s in prison for a possession of cocaine over 448 grams. Like, I was really out there. You know? mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't, you know, like I could really write stories about the streets and stuff I've been through. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just like what made me want to do the book. Like, do something different. Like, I'm, I'm an older gentleman. Like I said, I was born in the 80s. Like, I'm pushing 40. Mm-hmm. I can't hop out there and write a mixtape. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to do something different, show brothers a different way. And it's like, everybody that knows me actually knows me from the streets and dealt me and they're like, they support it. You know what I'm saying? They're like, that's that's dope. A book. Like, my homie wrote a book. Like, they soaking it up. They really like it. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah. I like the book, you know what I'm saying? It's the first book in a full book series, you know what I'm saying? This is part one. Part two is the follow-up to this. Part three is a spinoff. And part four brings the whole series full circle, you know what I'm hmm. saying? So that's just a little bit about myself in the book. Interesting, interesting. So something I want to touch on real quick. You mentioned spending um, a large amount of time in the penitentiary. Like, talk to me about that experience, because I think some of the younger dudes who – out here dibbling and dabbling never had to do that so they they're not aware of the harsh reality of the prison system and how they treat you in there and how it's it seems to me like it's really mental like you have to be a mentally strong person to be put in that situation and come out not crazy damn near you know what i mean so talk to me about your experience in jail like how how did that help shape the person you are today um well I can attribute that to a brother in Baltimore. I, I, I haven't been able to get in touch with him since I've been home, but he was a, a nation of Islam, brother. I'm a Christian myself, but we still, you know what I'm saying, somehow linked. You know what I'm saying? He just said I was, I drew, I drew into him like, like I was laid back. I didn't deal with anybody. He was the same way. So I helped, helped him get a job in the kitchen because I was like, an ODR cook in the kitchen at the time, a big cook in the kitchen. So I got him a job in the kitchen and we just walked the tear, walked the yard and just talk about life. You know what I'm saying? I looked him in his eyes. He looked me in my eyes. We we knew what we was about. Like we 
from the streets, but he was an older man, so I listened to him, you know what I'm saying? Instead of running the yard with the youngins, I listened to him, and what he used to say to me, we wouldn't use to talk about religion, we talk about the streets, you know what I'm saying? He wouldn't try to convert me Muslim, I wouldn't try to convert him Christian, we just try to talk like on some brothers type stuff, like get our mind right when we get out there, you know what I'm saying? Do something different, and I, something that stuck with me for years that he said, he was like, Brother Mo, you can't uh, go back out there and cause mayhem, murder, death, and destruction and think you're going to uh, sit with the prophets like Moses, King David, King Solomon. And me being a religious person, that struck me because it's like, I can't just be the average gun-slinging drug dealer and think I'm going to sit with these great men of God. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got to change. I got to, but I got to want that for myself. And it wasn't me being pressed out or people trying to make me join gangs or none of that in the jail. Like I had no problems. I used to stay to myself, walk the yard, work out, read books, do stuff like that. But it was just the mental thing. Like you said, you got to be a strong person mentally and jail job like almost broke me mentally. Like hmm. I had to read a lot of books. I was never reading the books on the streets. At all. I never thought I would. I'd never in my life think I'd write a book. You know what I'm saying? But in jail, that's what helped me. That, that's what like kept me from going and saying I could picture being on an island in Miami on a beach or something. You know what I'm saying? Because of a book. And that take me out of that situation right there and I'm calm. I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, jail's real. Like for the youngins, you don't want to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember sitting sometimes when I'd be on work release or road crew picking up trash on the highway for pennies. And I'd be like, man, I'd give anything to just work a job at McDonald's right now. You know what I'm saying? Just at the end of the day, I can go lay with a woman. I can do what I want, go as I please. You know what I'm saying? I'm not making nothing, but I have to say so over my life. You know what I'm saying? Jill, you don't have no say so. I don't care who you are. You know what I'm saying? I've been seeing the biggest gang members have to do what some chump in a badge tells them to do. And you just gonna do it or you going to lock up or, you know what I'm saying? Seeing people get stabbed, all kinds of stuff, jump. Like, jail's real, like, you know what I'm saying? It's real as the streets, but it's like, it's not a place you wanna be, you know what I'm saying? So if you can do something different, you got an opportunity to do something different. Like you were saying earlier, the Lord, of the streets pulls you in for a lot of uh, youngers. I think when you're in the hood in the streets and you don't have anything, you just want to have something sometimes. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You yeah. know what I mean? Like you just want to have something. And we as people got to figure out better ways of going about it. Like we don't tell each other about stocks. We don't tell each other about real estate. Marijuana is becoming legal in certain states. We should have our, our say so and our hand in the marijuana business, hands down, because a lot of our people are behind bars for petty charges. We this legal now, you know what I'm saying? So yep. we got to have our people know a different way so they can take a different route, you know what I'm saying? And that starts by each one teach one. Like, definitely. Me personally, I've been trying to get into the real estate business, and it's like you got to know somebody in it, and then that person you know in it got to really want you to get some money in it. because there's definitely money out in the real estate business. 
And a lot of brothers, instead of hanging on that block, you could own that whole block. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You can invest and reinvest in your community and build it back up. But, you know what I'm saying? We need the people that's in the position to put those hustlers and those dealers and those people that actually want to make a change into those positions. Definitely. Definitely. I, I completely agree with that, brother. And I just always want to make sure that my young people understand like like the systematic racism of our country like goes in a circle you know what i mean because slavery is supposed to be abolished but they got brothers in jail working for cents on the hour you know what i yes. mean in, yes. these, in these horrible conditions and it seems like every time brothers go if they're smart they'll get to a point mentally where they be like what the fuck am i doing here like I could be doing better with my life, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't like that sometimes it takes some of our brothers to go through a whole bunch of shit to get to that point. So what do you think, because you just spoke to it a little bit, but like what do you think we can do for our youth, mofo? Like how can we take a young dude who got a mom who on dope, the pops ain't there, welfare's paying all the bills. So he see them Jordans, he know he can't get them Jordans, his mama can't afford them, you know what I mean? So what, how do you think we can help those young brothers get to a point where they say, look, no matter what goes on, I'm going to go on a straight and narrow. Like, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to go get a lawnmower. I'm going to do something that can make me like a productive citizen in society. Don't want to be too preachy, but uh, you got to, uh, whoever you believe in, the how power, I believe in Jesus. Like, you have to touch into that how power. You got to know there's something bigger in yourself. You know what I'm saying? You got to believe there's some type of hope out there because in the streets, a lot of people don't have any hope. It's hopelessness out here. Like people losing jobs, people getting killed, people getting robbed. It's like, it's no hope out here. And we got to be able to show people it's hope. Tell them it's hope. Tell them it's a better way. You know what I'm saying? It's different things you can do with your life. People love you. You're special. You know what I'm saying? Like mm, simple things that, Yeah, the simple things that we don't get every day we need to start doing that more for our people. You know what I'm saying? Uplifting our people more. Like, for instance, you're a, uh, see your uh, hat says Crenshaw. So mm -hmm. I'm, you're from the West Coast, right? Yep. DC. I'm having a hard time getting DC to get on board with a DC book, a DC story. Mm -hmm. So I've had people from the West Coast. I've had people from Ohio, New York reach out. And interested in doing podcasts and interviews and all kinds of stuff, but it's like we gotta be able to help each other and want to see each other win. You know what I'm saying? Not neck, knock down your brother. And every hustle your brother's in, you don't have to be involved in it. Like I wrote a book, okay? You might be good at construction. This might man might be good at cutting hair or designing clothes. Tapping in what you're good at doing. Because we all got God-given talents. We got to tap into our talents and do the best we can with our talents. Not try to knock other people's hustles or do what the other man do. You got to do your own thing. Figure out what works best for you. Like, I've been trying to, like I said, I've been trying to do something different since I before I caught my child. So it's like. And then when I came home, I think that's another thing. It's like when you came home, when I came home, I had to get a job because of that crazy PO. So it's like I had to put my dreams on hold, actually, because I had stuff I had to do or I was going back in. So it's like the cycle will have me, okay, well, 
let me get a little package and do a little something till I get the check or whatever. It's like, because I'm not making nothing off the check. So we got to get, it's just like, it's so many factors, but it starts with us first. Like we got to want better for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You know, our people have, our people have to have better opportunities as well, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. better paying jobs, better schools, mm-hmm. better living situations. All, all that comes into play. Definitely, definitely. And it's it's interesting something you just mentioned because because of how this system has has like put us in the position we're in today, the crabs in the barrel mentality is real. And it seems like unfortunately the people that are around you begin to be the pariah. So you just mentioned you trying to get something popping in DC, you trying to spread your message in DC, where you from and you having a hard time that happens so much that that even comes to when we see a lot of our young rappers end up getting killed in the same neighborhood they from or the same environment they from it seems like because we working under this programming we'll see a brother who we've been seeing i think that's where the hate comes from when you know him you know what he used to do you know what he you know what he come from right so you get to comparing yourself to him you see he writing a book you see he just dropped a new album it's working for him. You get to telling yourself, why can't I do that? Or I was better than him at that. I knew that dude back in the day. And he wasn't all these crabs in the bucket or, or all these crabs in the barrel type shit. When in actuality, like you saying, we need to work together. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can definitely accomplish way more working together than not working together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm getting, like I said, I get a lot of uh, good feedback from outsiders. Not to say DC don't love it, like the people who are here and don't do know about it, they love it. But I've reached out to uh black owned bookstores in DC. And mm. you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say any names, but it's like they oh yo follow up on a conversation, anything. It's like before before even reading the book, like I can understand, okay. That's not the type of direction we want our platform to go in or whatever. But not even reading a book and just shooting it down. So it's like, come on, we got to do better for ourselves, or better for our people. Like, I'm a black brother that used to hustle and sell drugs. Like, who to say that I'm not on my last name? Like, if this book don't work, then it's back. Excuse me. This book don't work, then it's back to the streets and I'm back to the hustling. You know what I'm saying? Like, give a brother a chance. Like, I'm trying to do something different. You know what I'm saying? Think of yep. books very dope, very different way of doing things because like we got we got enough we got enough rappers, I, I think. We Me need too. more thinkers in our community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We 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 definitely have a lot of great minds in our community, and we need more thinkers, you know what I'm saying? Need more writers, need more authors, need more artists, need more thinkers, just in general. Yep, that's why I, I pride myself in my platform on speaking to brothers like you because all too often and i fell victim to this myself living in a particular environment where the only options in my mind was doing what i see them dudes doing the corner or shoot this goddamn basketball that was the only thing in my mind like my purview didn't allow anything else to come in you feel me so you writing a book and this is the thing i'm mofo i talked to um doctors i talk to people who write books i talk to people who are teachers and these are black men who if you've seen them in the street they're gonna look just like 
all the regular black men that you know. Like they yeah. ain't corny, they ain't, they ain't funny looking, like they real cool brothers. It just so happened they doing something different. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I think yeah. you have to do what's necessary to make going to school cool, make being an engineer cool, a construction worker. You know yeah. what I mean? Even a police officer, if you ain't gonna be on no coon shit, you know what I mean? It 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 the 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 path you take can be vast. And that's why I'm such a big proponent of history, Mofo, because when we look back at history, we've done some great things, man, in every genre. Like this world waits for us to do things to kind of siphon our creativity and use the shit that we put out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Definitely. So another thing I want to touch on real quick with you. And, and you having an insight on this, being a brother that was in the streets at one point in time, like, what's the percentage, and this is just something I just thought about, what's the percentage, Mofo, of brothers you, you see out there who are really about that life and committed to it, opposed to being a follower, like doing what they think is cool, doing what they homeboys think is cool, you know what I mean? Um... The game messed up nowadays. It ain't what it was 10 years ago. It ain't what it was 20 years ago. It definitely ain't what it was in the 80s. So it's like, it just it seems like it keeps getting watered down. I think I remember an old head, Jai, like told me back in the day, it's like, what messed up the game for real is too many people be put in the game that wasn't supposed to be in the game in the first place. Like, okay, say I, I got a, a nephew. Now, I know my nephew might be a knucklehead and mess up money all the time, but I got all the I got all the work. So I'm, you know what I'm saying? If I don't put nephew on, then auntie going to be mad. So I put nephew on, knowing nephew a screw up. Nephew takes down the whole organization when he gets bumped. But I knew off top, I shouldn't have put nephew in the game off top. You know what I'm saying? It's like that type of cycle. Like too many people be in the game that wasn't never supposed to be in the game. Watered down the game, messed up the game because you know what I'm saying. The game's still out of well. You go through any hood neighborhood, and there's people still out on the corner. So somebody's actually somebody's getting some money out there. Or why would they be there? I mean, I know that's your neighborhood, but there's some people still getting money, driving nice cars, chains, all that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like the game's so watered down that hmm. it's that not worth playing. The risk is not the risk is definitely not worth the reward anymore. That makes um, a lot of sense, and it seems and like to say to say it was at one point is wrong in itself because it's never worth that. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like those years I didn't. You know what I'm saying? I never get those years back, and it wasn't worth the money that I had at that time. Because when I came home, I had thousands. I had thousands, thousands, and thousands of dollars before I went in six figures and stuff like that. I came home and have it. So hmm. it's like, and I'm. Six years, you know what I'm saying? Six years of my life done went by, so it's like wow, okay. Wait, so hmm, that's that's interesting. So what what did you have to do mentally to put yourself in this? Because I think there's different variations of street dudes. Like you mentioned in how successful you have became, like on some real shit, just everything I've seen. That don't happen a lot. Like you got a lot of dudes kind of right there in the middle. You got some dudes who really ain't even getting it like you think they are right but in your in your situation if you are brother damn near getting six figures on your own like on some independent shit we could talk about how selling drugs is a bad thing and all this but these are actually business owners this is this is actually a business owner you know what i mean so 
So being in being in that situation where you doing so well for yourself, what did you have to tell yourself when you got home? Okay, I'm gonna work. Okay, I'm gonna take this fucking twelve dollars an hour, ten dollars an hour. How did you have to train your mind to go knowing that I can make one phone call and get right back to where I was? So what did you have to tell yourself mentally to resist that temptation? You know what I mean? Uh, it was an everyday struggle. I know, like. Like I said, I ended up going back on a violation. You know what I'm saying? That was a different charge. But it's like to actually jump back there as deep as I was, it's like, nah. Because I ended up getting, you know what I'm saying, going in for a confidential informant I was dealing with. So it's like the game's messed up. I can't trust nobody. The person I was dealing with, you know what I'm saying, in the whole situation ratted me out. So it's like, who can I trust if I can't trust the person I'm dealing with? Right here, doing the, doing the, you know what I'm saying, the business. With, you know what I'm saying. And I speak about my drug passing because it's, you know what I'm saying, it's documented, it's public record. Like it's not me saying I'm a convicted drug dealer. It's not, you know what I'm saying, a crime because it's, it's fact. Like mm-hmm. me actually doing it. No, I don't do it anymore. Whatever. I'm all about trying to do stuff different. Like you know what I'm saying. I I sell cars on the side besides books. You know what I'm saying. Like I do different stuff, but. It was like I always tried to do a different hustle when I came home. I tried to promote parties, manage little rap groups and models, just try to do something different, try to find a different avenue. I was always trying to find a different hustle, the next, you know what I'm saying, wave, selling cars, just something different, you know what I'm saying? And I think my mother, you know what I'm saying? My mother was like a big part of it because her, her eyesight started going bad years ago, and it was because, basically because of me. Because from what I understand, my sister and my, my father used to tell me she used to cry every time she'd come to see me, all the way up there and all the way home. And she, you know what I'm saying? She's doing that, like, coming to see me, like, three, four times a month, and she's just crying for years to the point where her eyes are swollen. And it just that took effect after years like she could her her sight's not all that but it's it's still good but you know what i'm saying just that type of stuff right there like i messed up my mother's vision from her crying and seeing her boy in prison you know what i'm saying stuff like that like me writing this book it's probably like the actually first thing in my life i actually did it made my mama proud, you know what I'm saying? Mm, like she was actually important. proud, you know what I'm wow. saying? Not just faking it, not just saying it because she loved me or I was a son. Like she was really proud of me, you know what I'm saying? And that mm. that right there meant everything. Man, mm. That Damn. right there, which I like meant everything. So it's like it's an everyday struggle out here, though. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like any slip, a cop having a bad day, or anything, you know what I'm saying, could send you back. So it's like just gotta keep God first, stay headstrong, and just stay on the straight and narrow. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. Just keep doing your thing. And it's and it's it's in something important that you that you touched on that I want to talk about real quick. I think what a lot of people don't realize, like if if you in the street doing whatever you're doing, and you end up getting locked up, and you got people around that love you, yeah, instantly, you're not the only one doing time. Yeah. Your mama doing time with you, your brother doing time with you, your kids. If you got kids like they're they're going through the 
trauma of you being in this cage too whether they have to go see you caged up whether they have to accept these phone calls where they listening to your shit and everything like it's a debilitating thing that really it affects the whole family like when they put our men in jail because I, I i did a uh i read a news article and did a story um on my channel the other day mofo about currently black men being the most unemployed individuals in the country and they mentioned like we have like maybe a million less jobs as far as black men are concerned opposed to an asian man a mexican man a white man and what i told everybody i was talking to is it was designed that way you know what i mean like when we look at all our brothers in jail all the brothers in jail who like you said for weed or assault or some or a shooting or something but these brothers got 50 years and 60 years like they trying to throw us away you know what i mean so yeah. it's important that we the young dudes get a grasp of that of course racism exists but you can't put yourself in harm's way you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely definitely man yeah. all right now look something else that i want to touch on with you so um because you mentioned everything you've had to go through and it's been like a day-to-day -day struggle of like staying on the straight and narrow from the brothers that you know and everything you've experienced like what's the hardest part about transitioning for most of our brothers let's say it's a brother who didn't go to jail who just getting money tired of getting shot at tired of having to go through shitty like all right i want to maneuver away from this like what do you think is the hardest part for them to actually make that transition i think having a plan like actually knowing what you want to do you know what i'm saying like people just be like Okay, I want to stop. I want to do something. All right, well, what you going to do different? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's your plan? And people don't have a plan. Or, or they, they come up with a plan and they're used to the instant gratification of hustling. So when it's not coming like that, like a business, like they'll tell you in school, like in order to see a profit on a business, you might wait two, three years. The average hustler ain't trying to wait two, three years to see nothing. You know what I'm saying? They want it like that, and they're used to getting it like that. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's certain businesses that you can do that three or four months, you can make a turnover like real estate. You know what I'm saying? If you invest in real estate, doing property, stuff like that, renovation of homes like that, three or four months, you'll have a, a big water cash or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's like, people don't have a plan or don't know how to go about it. Or, like I said, they might have a plan, but they don't know who to contact to put the plan in. You know what I'm saying? Because if they've been doing nothing but selling drugs 15, 10, 15, 20 years, they don't know how to start an LLC or mm -hmm. write a business proposal. You know what I'm saying? They don't know the simple stuff that people need to know to start, start a business and do stuff different. So Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And it seems like for some brothers that I've seen, even on a basic level, because again, I'm not a street dude. I'm a self-admitted square, like a lot of brothers. I lived in the hood, but I didn't. There's nothing wrong shit. with that, brother. There's nothing, There's nothing wrong with that at all. I that's what we that. gotta see. It's nothing yeah. wrong with being a regular dude. It's yeah. nothing wrong with that at all. Mm -hmm. At all. Yep. Yep. I I preach that a lot because I know it's a lot of young men around me who got like one foot in and one foot out, and I can tell that ain't you. Like that ain't even your mentality. You gonna end up getting hurt out there having one foot in or one foot out or telling on somebody when the shit get real you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely definitely so something else i want to touch on real quick like a lot of times in our neighborhood it seems like um 
we glorify kind of what we with me and you was just talking about right now we kind of glorify the drug dealer we kind of glorify some of the negative things going on because this is all we see you know what i mean how do you how do you think we kind of move away from that like just being because i'm 41 about to be 42 as well like what can we do as men that are getting kind of older because again sometimes it seems like mofo if you're in the hood talking to some of these young niggas they if you're not a certain type of dude they don't want to listen to you like if if you ain't a street dude or or someone they can inspire to be in that regard it seems like they don't want to hear what you got to say but what can we do to kind of make sure they understand like the path they going down um what i try to do is like it's a lot of youngers that didn't know me from prison and it's like I try to talk to the ones that might have heard about me or might have known a little bit or just willing to listen. It's always at least one is willing to listen. That's true. And that one, like, you know what I'm saying? That might be the only one you change, but that one right there is worth, you know what I'm saying? It's worth it all because that could be a, a, a lost life that you done changed, you done saved, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's always one. I think sometimes. A lot of older dudes like myself would be like, when them youngest be lunching, like I'm not dealing with them. They they wow. But at one point we was the same youngest that didn't nobody want to deal with, that didn't nobody want to talk to. If somebody had to talk to us, sit us down, say something to us, you know what I'm saying? That's Even true. if it was just a, a, a peer of ours, someone talked to us and said something to us. It was like we don't talk to each other no more. We're so aggressive with each other, like. We got to be able to listen to each other and you know what i'm saying not in the aspect where you got to do what i say but you know what i'm saying at least hear a brother out like you don't have to agree with what i'm saying or my point of view or nothing but at least hear what i gotta say you know what i'm saying it might benefit you it might not but it won't mm -hmm. hurt to hear what a brother gotta say you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. but i think we can if we want to see like our community improve as a whole we can never give up on them like we always have to figure out ways to communicate them with them if you just want to be in the hood talking to them if you want to start a program that can help them out if you know whatever your field is like whatever you're good at or you can use to benefit our youth that's definitely necessary because they dying younger yeah. a lot of our neighborhoods are getting worse damn near you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely man definitely so becoming a writer like because i'm in a space now mofo where i'm using like my intellectual property to put in front of people like that's a different type of thing when you take what you think and what you write and you present it to people to basically critique it once it's out there it's out there you know yeah. what i mean yeah so how has that been being a being a writer because you was telling me some of the feedback you've been getting but just knowing what you've came from like the journey you had to take to get to where you at it has to be kind of gratifying right to know that you your intellectual property is being enjoyed by the masses you know what i mean man it feels dope to be a self-published black author you know what yeah. i'm saying like yeah self-published like i did this my own self like i didn't go through no big publishing company or nothing like all the marketing and stuff like that i do it myself out of pocket everything when i you see on my instagram or my facebook or whatever this this person or that person reposted that's coming out of pocket but i appreciate every single person because like i said it's people who don't support it's people who don't want to get behind the movement 
I get a lot of good feedback. I try not to listen to the bad feedback, but with good, it comes bad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I think the most gratifying thing is the people is like, well, where's book two? I'm worried for part two. It's like they're so into the first one. They're ready for the second one as soon as they finish the first one. So it's like it feels good to be off. It's different. Like it's still kind of, you know what I'm saying? Different than me to say I'm a published author. Yeah. I have a book that you go down Library of Congress and it's right there. But it, it definitely feels good. You hear me? Like, no question. It's a definitely good feeling. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So some other things I want to touch on before we get out of here. And again, I appreciate you coming on the show, brother. I appreciate Everybody you having me, brother. Definitely, definitely. Really this is Mofo, author of the novel Zebra. Um, it seems like Zebra is a tale about a brother who's pretty much trying to get out the street, trying to figure out a way to maneuver away from some of the ills of our community, which is definitely a good thing. Some brothers end up trying too late or they end up losing a life or getting 50, 60 years. And I think a part of my platform is always just trying to empower people, trying to empower our people, let them know they can try things a different way. Like the, in, in my opinion, Mofo, the dudes in the street, like the brothers in the street who willing to do whatever they got to do to make it, whether that be hurt you, whether that be sell, whatever this to me, this is like the warrior class of black men. Like the, the mentality a lot of these brothers got, we need them on the front line just in case some shit go down one day, right? Like we have brothers who are smart and went to college and they kind of square like me and they got that perspective. You you good at that. But if it when it comes time to getting violent, if it comes time to us going to war as a black community, we going to need the brothers that's willing to go there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. No question. You know what I mean? So I, that's why I'm I'm like I look at black people where to me we're all one. Like yes. I don't separate you based on how much money you got, based on the fact that you live in a hood and maybe I don't know more. I don't do none of that shit because when we get pulled over, when we get in a position where we in front of these people, they see us all the same way. You know what I mean? No question. No question. Definitely, definitely. Now, what are some of like because you mentioned some of the things you seen while you were in prison, but I want young people just to understand how serious it is and how much it should be avoided. Like, what are some of the craziest things you saw while being in that environment? Something that made you say, fuck this. Like, I'm, this is it. Once I get out of here, I ain't never coming back here. Uh, endless stuff. But, uh, <laughs> gang fights, stabbings, people getting their head bust wide open with a lock and a sock. People just getting jumped for no reason. Rob, all kinds of stuff. COs jumping people, mm-hmm. fucking them up for no reason. Like, yeah, it's just a mental thing. You eating garbage, you showering in dirty environments. Like, it's no privacy, it's no peace, it's always noise. That's the thing about prison. If you're a person that likes peace and quiet, you're not getting that in prison. It's always noise. It might be somebody singing in the middle of the night. It might be a fight. It might just be a TV. It's just always noise in prison. Like you won't get a quiet moment. You won't get a, a moment to yourself. It's like draining. It don't. It don't make. It don't make you want to commit a crime ever again. But 
when you get out, it's like your mind frame, certain people's mind frame change. But some things I used to hear some people say in prison is, is like, I got like one or two more bits in me. And they're currently doing a bit. And it's like, dang, you already programmed that you're coming back two more times before you want to say, nah, I've had enough of this. And it's like, people saying it's like 30, 40 years old. It's like, okay, when you quit, you're going to be 60. What you going to do then? It's like, man, nah. I mean, me personally, that ain't the place for me. That ain't the place for nobody, for real. But you got to know that ain't the place for you. It's all right to change your life. It's all right to do something different. You in? Because that place ain't for nobody at all. You don't want to be there at all. And, and, and this country sends our brothers to prison because in the prison system right now is somewhere between like 50 and 60 percent of these individuals are black and brown right so they send our brothers to these institutions and it supposed to be some level of rehabilitation involved in that but it never seems like that's the case it never seems like it's in a lot of dudes i know that was successful on the street and they had the same mentality you was just talking about where i got a couple more bids in me when they got home <laughs> they were actually better criminals and he had to sit me down and explain to me bruh everybody around me was somewhat proficient Mo a lot of people around me was proficient in the crime of their choice definitely right? definitely so, you might be somebody that knows how to do bank fraud knows how to bank do uh bank robberies like all types of master criminals that just slipped up at one point and yeah. now they're doing a bit but that that be their profession, like they break law for a living. And you, yeah, a lot of people come home from prison worse than they was because you mm -hmm. you got so much information. You know how to rob a bank. You know how to uh, case a joint. You know how to do all kinds of stuff that you ain't know how to do, like before. You know what I'm saying? Because you got all the info. You got a library of information from people who's actually experienced it. They'll let you read their paperwork and show how crazy they was. How you know what I'm saying? How violent and wild it was, and the giant light is alluring to you know what I'm saying. People that want to keep doing that, but me myself, it was giant light. Man, this ain't for me. Like I like my peace of mind. I like to do what I want to do. I don't like you know what I'm saying. I'm in a dorm setting, so it's a person to the left of me, person to the right of me, person in front of me, person behind me, and. You got gang members all around. You got the Muslims around, and it's just fights. It's all kinds of chaos. Like I said, it's noise all the time. It's just like, man, that ain't where I want to be at night. I like to go in, go in my bed, lay down. If I want to call a female over, you know, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to be wasting years away because I done did years and years in prison. Can't get that time back. You know what I'm saying? So all the youngins here. Y'all just like need to figure out a way to do something different because jail is definitely not the way. Man. Man, look, because time, and I be telling people this all the time, time is the only commodity you can't get back. You can get back yeah. money, you can get another relationship, you can get another car, another house. Time is the only commodity you can't get back. And then I feel bad for brothers sometimes because the world changes so much that you can go do 10 years and you get out here and I'm sure you feel like you don't know what's going on. 
the technology oh, yeah. is different. The neighborhood you grew up in is different stores and shit everywhere. You seem like a fish out of water, and they expect you just to they they release they throw you back on the, back on the street and expect you just to jump back into it. Yeah, it's definitely a culture shock. It was a culture shock for me when I came home. Like things change. It's more fast paced. You know what I'm saying? You gotta learn just the way of the world all over again. Like I had to learn how to drive a car and I've been driving since I was 15. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I came home almost 30 and really ain't know how to drive a car no more because I haven't drove a car in years. Damn. I, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, damn. Yeah. It's a culture shock for a lot of people and it's hard for a lot of people to adjust. So a lot of people will just go back. Like those people that do a lot of those long 10, 20, 30 year bits, they come out and they, end up crashing because they don't know nothing but prison you know what i'm saying that's it's so funny you say that because some of those things to people may seem kind of simple just not being able to drive no more not knowing how to use a cell phone but i'm sure for somebody who just came from this traumatic ass environment now you got a po on your ass and you getting you got to live with your mama or live whoever whoever would accept you to come home it has to be a difficult thing like for you mentally and on us like a small note when i was a younger dude i remember my cousin and as i got older it hit me why he felt this way my cousin he had just did like nine years and my brothers and him went to get him and he was in the car and on the freeway he couldn't look out the window and they asked him like what's dude what, why are you like shying away from the window he like dude i ain't been in the car in nine years i feel like throwing up everything moving too fast i'm like damn, damn. You don't even think about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a traumatic environment to put someone in, um, especially for selling drugs or doing things that, I mean, this young man just didn't have opportunities. So he needed a job. Like, I think they were saying with the amount of money that they make and they spend to put people in prison, they can take those same funds and put them into college. Definitely. You know what I mean? They can definitely. they can take that same amount of money and put it and put resources into the person's community. You know what I mean? They definitely could, but it's a system. Like they don't want to do that. Yeah. Yep. They don't want to do that. Because if they did, they would already. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that's why I salute what you're doing, brother. You could have, like we was just saying, you could have went back to your old lifestyle. You could have said, "Fuck all this straight narrow shit," and got and got to it again. I commend you for being strong enough. And being having the mental fortitude to say, nah, I'm gonna go in this direction. You feel what I'm saying? So I, hope, yeah. I, I I wish you much success with your books, bro. When you write another one, I want you to come back and we no talk question, about no question. You know what Definitely, I mean? Man, I'm gonna holler at you as soon as that jump about to come out. I'm gonna let you know, and yeah, we do it again, chop it up, man. It's a pleasure, brother definitely definitely because this is important man like you was just saying we we gotta big each other up like we gotta salute yeah. each other it's nothing wrong do you know because being someone who is in like a creative space right now where i'm trying to make money from what i'm doing i'm trying to figure things out people don't understand if you hit your boy one day and say hey bro i see what you're doing keep on going that's like golden you didn't give me no money. You didn't give me no resources. But just acknowledging that I'm doing something that's powerful and I should keep doing it. No like question. that level of encouragement, that could be all you need sometimes. It definitely do. You it know what I mean? Do, man. It definitely keeps you going. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
every every little bit helps. You know what I mean? So I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Melanated Convo podcast where we have important conversations. Sometimes all it takes is a conversation when we don't know things, when we're having problems with people. Sometimes all we got to do is communicate and forge some sort of conversation. So I appreciate talking with this brother today. Mofo, tell everybody where they can get your book. Uh, you can get it at Barnes and Noble. You can get it at Amazon.com. It's online. Uh, I got my social media uh, handles right there. You can uh, follow me, Instagram, Facebook. But yeah, the books, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So y'all hear that? The, 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 the boy is everywhere. You know what I mean? You can walk right in the store and grab that thing, or you can go online like we'd like to do and get that thing. And when you buy the book, because I also tell people a lot, mofo on instagram and just on social media sometimes we spread a lot of bullshit like a negativity is going on we all for it yeah. sometimes we need to spread positive shit if you read this brother book and you learn something from it do a little video about that post, yeah, no post, question. Post the book cover and say hey y'all everybody who who follow me go check this book out this brother deep you know what i mean like use our platforms to big people up to be empowering sometimes we be too deep into what celebrities is doing or who the hell twerking or who the hell fighting and all of us got something in us that we you know we we enjoy that shit sometimes you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. the majority no of your time should be spent building the majority of your time should be spent figuring out ways to make yourself better and your community better so this has been another episode of the melanated convo podcast again thank everybody for tuning in if you listen to the digital platforms please leave a review um, that Spotify, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Facebook has a podcast uh, uh, section now. My thing been on there popping. So please do me a favor and, and, and leave a review. Tell all your friends about it. You know what I mean? We do a show once a week. If you're watching the video, please subscribe to the Melanated Convo YouTube channel. Become a member of the family. This has been another episode of the Melanated Convo podcast. We out.